Hey everybody. Hello. Um, this is Merritt and Haley with Cars Cooking and Other Crap. And uh, we want to do a quick shout out to Anchor.fm. Uh, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's one of the services we use for our podcasting. Um, it's a platform, right? It's an audio mm -hmm. platform to put the podcast episodes on. Yeah. Um, and it's free. So we like free. Yeah. It kind of <laughs> gives you everything you need to distribute. Uh, it can go on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, all the other major ones out there. Right. They distribute your podcast for you. Yeah. And you, they have a, I guess you can create your own, like on there. Right now we use GarageBand, but you, they have their own software where you can record and, and edit. Yeah. There's all that stuff on there. And you can easily make money from your podcast. Yeah. You don't have to have a minimum listenership either, which is really cool because we're just starting out. So we're still building listeners and that really helps that we can still make a little bit of money on the side, even without having a minimum of so many listeners. So yeah, check out uh, anchor.fm. Download uh, the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Cars Cooking and Other Crap. Welcome, hello, hi. Merit's just finishing getting adjusted. Wow, this is late. <laughs> <laughs> Lower. So sorry, like, who's listening to this? Like, what's all happening? They hear is oh, low internet. Oh, wait, okay. Again, we have Facebook Live going, so if we sound there distracted we on the podcast recording for Hold people on. who don't watch Facebook, I apologize. What's What's up, it's, I don't think we're going to have room. Oh, oh. we're going to have room. Maybe not. I don't think we will. Oh, well. You'll just have to sit uncomfortably like me. Mikey's like all up in the mix of like, what's happening? Oh, hi, two people that are watching. <laughs> I, I can see Is Cassidy. this on yours or Cars Cooking? Hi, there? Pastor Joe. It's this on mine. We don't have a Facebook page for... Yes, we do. Oh, well, there you go. It's on mine. It was on mine last time, too. Oh. Sorry. No, we have ours. Well, hello, the four people that are watching. Welcome. We're going to get started instead of farting around. Can we put this on the other page? Can we just okay. get started and then share okay. it? Cause I'm just saying. Well, I did. That's what I did last week, and you didn't have a problem with I it. I didn't know you did that. I thought it was on the other page. No. We have a Facebook page. Okay. Well, in the Check future. Check us out on Facebook. We're cars <laughs> cooking and other crap. We don't normally <laughs> argue like this. We're just like, just got set up, and we're like, okay, let's go. We're trying to be better. One of our goals is to be more like regular about recording every single week, once a week, because life just gets in the way, and then we don't record, and we're like, ugh. Okay, it's posted. But, um, yeah, so hello, everyone. What's been going on this week, babe, that we need to talk about any like significant things? Um, sometimes Merrick gets really distracted because he's trying to do stuff on his phone while we record, and he's like silent for a while, and yeah. then I'm just talking, and then I feel like people are like, "Let the man speak because <laughs> it's just me like la 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 la. That's a lot of 
couple podcasts that I've noticed. It's like, it's, mm-hmm. you know, like Kelly Raspberry. She mm-hmm. talks most of the time. Shout out to Kelly Raspberry. We love you. <laughs> and Alan. Kelly and Alan. And Alan. Yeah. Maybe it's because just generally women speak more. Hi, Zoe. 101? No. Just kidding. It's funny because that reminds me of that episode of Mythbusters we just watched that was like Battle of the Sexes. And they were just talking about how people were going to be like really mad at them for, you know, like generalizing. But it was very interesting some of the results that Mm -hmm. they got. Like Like the the directions one. Yes. I don't even think I would have asked for directions because they purposely did the test where they weren't saying that you had to or not. That mm-hmm. was just seeing if you would naturally ask. I don't think I would. Really? I would use my phone. But I think when they recorded they this, said, it was still kind of earlier. No maps, no phones. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Maybe in that case, maybe I would. If I was, like, totally reliant on the, that one page of directions they gave that were, like, purposefully wrong. I don't wrong. ask for directions. You said I'm, you wouldn't? I don't. I'm that guy. I will not ask for directions, like. I, I will figure this out. I don't by think myself. I've ever really done that as far as like I'm driving somewhere and I'm lost and I pull over. But I feel like you and I have. Like if we stay at a hotel or something and we're like, hey, what's good in the area? Can you tell us where it is? Yeah. We did that. Well, it's different did, in Fort Worth. But so. we did ask for direction, kind of, you know. Not yeah, not like in a, we not asked in a what's lot. good. What's And then we followed up with how do we go? How do we get there? But then, you know, it's funny. Like people. Hi, Micah. Hey, oh, 10 people. I feel popular. Hi. Um, there's times where like something that grinds Maki my gears. says hi. Grinds your gears. Something that grinds my gears. Um, <laughs> when, when people will recommend a place or like a restaurant, whatever. I don't care. Anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you should try to go here. Yeah, all you do is you go up 35, you can't, it's like, well, stop right there. Um, I have a phone <laughs> that can do all that, so you can just stop talking and let me figure it out. But most of the time, I let them do their spiel. You just do the spiel while you like are appreciative, but then in your mind, you're like, I'm just going to Google it. I know, but I, I understand that this is this could be temporary. It could go away tomorrow. You know, I get that, but hi Sherry. For the time being, it's like that's I, my friend Chase's mom. What? That's my friend Chase's mom, Sherry. She's watching. Oh, hello. So I was saying hi. I get it. I yeah. and I think sometimes it depends on like, I hate being cliche and saying old school, but like people that are like our parents' generation, I think typically do that more because yeah. they were used to having to go by directions, versus <laughs> us where we're like. We've only known, since we've been driving, we've only known Google Maps and like Apple Maps. We've never driven without. But they were used to that. I actually remember printing off directions to MapQuest while I had to drive somewhere. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. Well, you are a little older. When I was 16, that was 20... Gosh, when was that? Or 2009, I think, is when I got my license. 2008 or 2009. I don't remember. But it was, like, before I had an iPhone or any kind of smartphone. Hmm. I still had, like, a flip phone. Really? Yeah. Because in 2009, was I was a freshman, and I had my, I got my parents' first-generation iPhone handed down once they got the next one. Yeah. 
And it had data on it and had the maps. And I wasn't even old enough to drive you then. Know, I was only 14. My freshman year, do you remember? Hey, Christian, do you remember uh, the Sony Ericsson like slide yes. phone? Yes. That was my favorite phone of all time. So you didn't. So yeah, that didn't have. Yeah. Or like most of the time your parents won't let you because the internet on those phones was like yeah, expensive. Ridiculous. Yeah. So I remember specifically driving our green Suburban that we had. Mm-hmm. A, it looked like our blue one that mm-hmm. you remember having mm-hmm. or seeing it. It was the 98. It was green. It actually ended up getting stolen. Aww. Like a long time ago. Hi, Britt. Well, long, hey, Britt. What's up, man? Um, that's just a whole other story. Anyway, I remember driving the Suburban with a trailer full of just trash and driving to Bardwell, somewhere near Bardwell, or like... Uh, it's in between Ennis and Italy, wherever that is. Hmm. Um, there's a there's a landfill out there. And I remember driving. And I didn't know how to get there. So I, dad was like, we'll print off the map quest. And so <laughs> I printed it off. And I got in this. And uh, honestly, if you ever look back at those cars or the Suburbans, they have a little flip up like notepad writer thing that you can slide papers oh, in it. Nice. Yeah. So I that was my GPS. It was before I actually had... A GPS. But then we actually had like a, a TomTom mm-hmm. for a little while. That was cool. I remember it being really slow though, like trying to get signal. Mm-hmm. It was so slow, but it worked. But now we have technology. Yep. I remember, so like I said, since I've been driving, I've had like phone maps. But I remember being a passenger with my parents or my great grandma. And I would be the one that had to navigate while they were driving because it is kind of hard to read <laughs> yeah. while you're driving. Like you better be real good at like knowing. And like keeping your place because on MapQuest, you know, it prints the list and then you can optionally print the map with it. But like, you know, your phone, it goes one step at a time so you can follow it. When you're driving, you can't like look back to your paper, find your place or it's not really safe to do that, you know? Yeah. So I would I be the navigator. Did. I would be the navigator. And you know, it really grinds my gears is how now there are streets that aren't named as they're shown on MapQuest or Google Maps. So it'll be like, turn right onto blah, blah, blah. But it's not named that. It's named something else. So if you were using MapQuest, you would be totally confused and lost. Because you'd be like, it said turn right on, a good example, 360. It's also called Watson, South Watson Mm -hmm. or whatever. So if you didn't know that because you're in the area and you're like, oh, well, I know that's the same thing. If you didn't know, you'd be so confused. You also, keep driving. You're like, I'm looking for Watson, but it just says like Highway 77. There's a little sliver of that road that's Elm Street. Mm-hmm. So it's like. And if, something else too, right? It's like Elm and then further down it's. Mm, yes. Like when you keep going. You're right. It's. Oh, I've lived here for 20 years. I don't remember. <laughs> but you get the point. It's yeah. like different parts of a street can be named different things. And then. In those days, you wouldn't know because now your phone kind of shows you, hey, you're coming up on the turn so you can associate, okay, well, this must be the street. Yeah. But before, you'd just be like, mm. and you'd have to actually pay attention when it says in seven miles. Mm-hmm. You'd actually look at your odometer, do the math, and be like, okay, uh, this, my turn's coming up, you know? Yeah. Makes you think. I, so I got really good at like knowing my way around Waxahachie when I was delivering pizza. And you know all the back ways. Basically. <laughs> Um, what I liked was, um, oh, I can't read that. I'm going to pull it up. Hold on. 
basically like I had a GPS like holder. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it was like a reoccurring customer, I would just have to punch in the address once and find my way like with my phone. But every other time after that, I knew exactly how to get there. Hmm. And I like to this day, if there's like a new location that I have to go to, I'll remember it like forever. I won't, I won't forget how to get there. That's interesting because so cool. I am the opposite. It takes me a few times driving somewhere to remember exactly. Like, okay, now that I'm a home health nurse and my regular patient assignment is kind of off right now. It's like I'm doing PRN. So I've been working at a different house in Grapevine, which, first of all, Grapevine, like I've probably only ever been there with you or my parents. I've never like driven there myself. But it's actually pretty easy because you just go down 360. Anyways, I looked on my thing, and this will be my, like, seventh shift there. And I've only had, like, twice that I've gone without pulling it up on my map. Just because, also, I second-guess myself, and I'm like, what if I miss the turn because I'm overly confident? So I, <laughs> I put it in. But especially, like, coming out here, it took me a few times to... to yeah, but, like, the second or third time, you're like, I got this. But then I threw you a... We like, took me in the back loop, way. and you're like, "Where are we going?" I'm like, "We're going <laughs> home." There's like six ways to get to my house. So. That was the first time when you took me that back way. We were still kind of newly dating, and I was like, "You live in BFE. <laughs> like, this might be a deal breaker for me. This is re- way out here." Whatever. And then, you love it. but I love it now. But I've always grown up in this in the suburbs. I won't say the city, but yeah, it's really weird to come out here. And then my mom and dad, like when they first came out here, they were like, oh my gosh, this is so far. And now mom, she's been here quite a few times. So it always throws her off though. You know how on 35, the exits, since the construction, the exits, well, the exits, the sign wasn't up for the longest time for 287. You just had to know when you pass this, like when the civic center, you know to exit. Yeah. But for a while, they didn't have the sign up. And now they have that little orange one, Mm -hmm. but that's new. And so my mom, like, she was all mad because the first time, like, she missed that. And she was like, I didn't know where I was. (laughs) It was just really, I mean, it was sad in the moment, but now it's funny because she knows how to get here. But it is quite interesting. And today I went to Maypearl and went to the liquor store. Liquor. And um, it's just funny because, like, there's no service. So I'm like, if I didn't know. Where I was going. Yeah. I'd be screwed. Luckily, but I've been there with you before you and just it's just straight. <laughs> drive straight. Until you see the Dollar General and then the gas you station. Like you're going to pass the Dollar General and an Exxon. Got to go. Bye. Bye, Britt. Hi, Bye, Stan. Britt. And uh, yeah, that's where that's where the liquor store is. Yep. There's only four things in Maypearl. There's donuts, liquor, gas, and Dollar General. And there's like a church. There's multiple churches. Well, there's that like big one the that big we pass one on, on the right. Yeah. yeah. Maki, do you want to sit on my lap? He keeps leaning like he's like, I'm gonna jump. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh. Oh. Okay. So, do you want to get? Hi, Stephanie. Do you want to get to one of our topics of conversation? Lay down, puppy. We'll talk about the funny thing because it's. Oh, what funny. I said last night. Yes. Oh my gosh, this had me cracking up, and then even today you said something even worse because you couldn't remember it again. It was so funny. So last night we went jogging, humble brag, but we're we trying to be more fit. We're trying to get fit. We're trying. 
We really are. We are. Shout I out to Ben, who's like, going I to think get fit Because there's no fat NASCAR drivers. <laughs> and I'm going to be a NASCAR driver, putting this out there in the universe. You are. Yes. I'm practicing like a good amount. Hello, Mikey. So we want to be fit. So we went jogging and then we did some stretching. Yep. This was so, oh, yeah. Basically, well, before we did the jogging, we did like the uh, little workout, like to warm you up. And it was a warm up. I mean, it felt like a workout. I was like, we can just do this. And are you eating Nutter Butters? <laughs> no. I'm eating cookies though that I bought today. Oh. <laughs> you. you want one? No, because we just went jogging last night. Yeah, I do want one actually. They're kind of crumbly, so you might have to just shove the whole thing in your mouth. Ooh, that is not not for you, Maki. He's like, <laughs> what is this? Okay, not continue. Okay, we did a little workout, I and uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and like that was a workout, or uh, I'm sorry, before we went jogging, we went to a. Uh, YouTube, we're in our living room and we're like doing burpees and <laughs> we're all this other stuff that we're. It was at. just like a random video we found that was like a pre-run seven-minute workout. Yeah, and it was like exhausting. We did like <laughs> little squats, like you had to walk and stuff, and I was like, I feel like a duck. Anyway, some stuff we couldn't even do. We we're like, nah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> careful, Mikey. Um, so we jogged down the street and then took a left down. Bethel. Bethel, and we jogged like a mile, little mm-hmm. little over a mile, mm-hmm. but you know, it's not good to just immediately jog like ten miles or like whatever or mm-hmm. run. You want to increase it from ca- couch potato to like trying to run a marathon or something. It's like you gotta phase up. You can't just like pew. yeah. And that pro- that was proven after our seven minute warm up. Let me tell you. We were both sweaty after the seven-minute warm-up, and Merritt's like, is that it? Like, are we done? <laughs> like, can we just... Can we just call it? Like, we did it. Okay, so then we were laying in bed that night. Well, we, we also, when we came back, we did, like, a post, like... Post-running Running, yoga. and it was yoga, and we were, like, doing tabletop and the pigeon fold... <laughs> something i forgot what they were called i don't remember that one was really funny because i was like i don't know if i could do this and the marriage just did it i was like okay well i have to be able to do it now <laughs> yeah i'm like you're you are more capable and more flexible than you think you are Spe- mm-hmm. especially if you warm up to it because like there's no way i would have just been able to uh, oh hello people that are watching i'm sorry i'm trying to see but i'm trying to stay engaged in conversation that. so but thanks for watching Okay, continue. Um, yoga. Yoga. Oh, like yeah, you're more, you're more capable. Well, thank you. That's the one benefit of being a woman. Might not be as strong, but I am flexible. And I'm not being sexist. I'm just saying me as a woman versus Merritt as a man. Like us two. Yeah. He's they, stronger than me, and I'm more flexible than him, and I'm grateful for that. Yeah. There was one where <laughs> we're like, you're like on one knee. And it was your, the pigeon one. Your leg is like stretched out behind you. You look behind you, like your leg curls up behind you, and you grab it. And you're like, you're like I can't reach. And I was like, This is easy. I can you're like do a this. pretzel. <laughs> it's not cool. And I, I was like, I'm not even trying that. And then when I saw Merritt do it, I was like, Now I have to. 
And I, that's what I like about working out together is because it does motivate you because it's like a little competition kind of like not in a bad way, but it's like, I don't want to be the one that's like holding us back or the one that's like, nah, I'm not going to do it. If he does it, it pushes me to want to do it too. Yeah. So we can both accomplish it. Yeah. And I was trying to push you yesterday. You were because I almost stopped jogging. But you gave but up. But then I kept going. You were walking. It didn't count. No, I kept jogging after that. I started walking and you're like, don't give up now. We're almost oh, there. And then I, I kept jogging again. Yeah, I and I had Mikey and he kind of kept stopping <laughs> to sniff. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe next time we'll not bring him. He's like, I got to pee right here and mark my territory. And yeah. I'm like trying to jog and then it stops me. Oh. Okay. So anyways, hi, Megan. Hello, people that are watching. Sorry. Okay. So keep, keep going. This is all getting to be a funny story, but we just have a big buildup. Okay. So... After we get done jogging, and then we get done with our little yoga session, uh, we, I guess we watched a little bit of TV just to kind of wind down and relax. We cleaned up because we were all sweaty. So that night, we're laying in bed, and I guess we were like, I was cuddling you, and then I heard this big pop. I was like, what was that? She goes, my shoulder. I was like, <laughs> that was your shoulder? Good Lord. Like it was loud, and I thought it was something that I popped. Like oh yeah, you on you. I thought I'd moved you and. But I was just you. like laying a certain way, and it yeah. just. Yeah. And like, I can pop. Sorry, I can pop things like. Just make sure we're still recording. It doesn't. It doesn't sound. It just keeps. I sound. know. I'm just so paranoid. Okay. It doesn't sound. It's okay. Um. See now. Oh, so you heard that know. pop? Oh yeah. So. <laughs> it popped, and I was like, I can pop a bunch of stuff like on demand, which is probably not good, but <laughs> I do it anyway. And so, I guess, what did I say? Oh, I was like, I can pop my tailbone. She was like, really? I was like, yeah, I feel. It. And so, like, there's like a way you can stretch, and I put my leg over and kind of pull, and it pops really loud, and it feels good. Or you didn't say tailbone. You were just like, I can pop this right here. And then you were like, what is that? No, I said right? tailbone. Oh. And you okay. were like, oh, what a... You said it first. Did I? Or did I... I think... I think you tried to say it without me saying it first. That's when you said the first word. Oh, yeah. I was like, is that my... 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 Strevic? Crevix? Crevix? And I was Crevix? like, what? And I was like, no. I was like... Cervix? I no, that was today. You said that cervix. Was today. That was and today. I was laughing so hard. I was like, you don't even have a cervix. I have a cervix. No, it's the coccyx. It's your coccyx. Yeah, I didn't know that. Coccyx. And then I was laughing so hard last night. I, What we try to do is like when something funny happens or something we want to talk about, we take out our phone and make a note of it. And I was like, oh my gosh. I rolled over, got my phone to type it in. And then he's like, that's how you spell it? <laughs> it was not what I had imagined. Like, how to spell coccyx. <laughs> coccyx. And I'm trying to, like, r remind myself how it's said. And to me, it's almost, like, toxic. So I'm trying to, like, put those together, like, toxic, coccyx. That's kind of what I do sometimes with names, to remember people's names. Yeah. Well, your name is easy, so I don't have to forget it. Well, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> together like six years married for one year 
Gotta try to remember. What's your name again? <laughs> Although I was a little bit mildly hurt when you asked me how to spell Maki's name. You're like, M-A-C-C-H-I, right? I'm like, of course. He's our baby. <laughs> I get some funny like pronunciations from people trying to say his name. Matchy? Or when they don't know how it's spelled, but they hear me saying Maki, they think I say Mikey, or they think I'm saying Monkey. And I'm like, why would I name my dog Monkey? That's adorable, though. Monkey. <laughs> Could you imagine like this being named Monkey? He's Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Hey, Monkey. No, you're more of a cat than a monkey. He's such a cat dog. It's hilarious. Okay, lay down. Sorry, I picked you up. Be comfy. Okay, next topic of conversation. Talking about personality tests or talk about the uh, instant family. You can pick. (laughs) Now he's just going to sit up awkwardly like a prairie dog. What was the personality type thing we were talking about? Oh. I dated a girl in sixth grade for a month without knowing her name. She told me and I just forgot. I felt terrible, (laughs) Christian. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Are you itchy? Merritt is really good with names and it makes me really jealous because he knows a lot of people and will see them out randomly and he'll be like, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. But also, he'll look through old picture albums his mom makes and it's like a group picture of like 10 kids from fifth grade. And we're like, oh, that's Bob Smith. That's first and last name. I'm like, I don't even remember some people from high school. And you remember fifth grade? I know every one of my high school classmates by name. I don't. And especially now that people's names change, like from getting married and stuff, I will be like, how do I know you? And then I have to like flip through a few pictures and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm bad. There's times where like, and I'm not trying to sound like all... Mm-hmm. Look at me, I'm a badass or something like that. But like, there's times where people will legit come up to me like at Walmart and like, hey, what's up, man? How's it going? How's the music thing going? And this, I'm like, great. And then, you know, cool, nice to see you. And then they'll walk off and Haley's like, who is that? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know who they are. But That's you happened. do know a lot of people from like the music scene and your family knows a lot of people. Oh, yeah. So they'll know you from like your mom and dad's stuff and you might not know them. Yeah. But if your mom and dad post stuff about you and you know. Yeah. It's mostly from the music. It scene, never probably. fails. Like every time we go to Walmart, I always see at least one person. Every time we go anywhere. Even in Arlington, <laughs> Mansfield. <laughs> yeah. I'm honestly surprised when we went on our trip uh, for our honeymoon that we didn't somehow run into someone you knew. But there was somebody from from Waxahachie. Yeah, sitting right next to us at a busy restaurant. Of all places, we went to that one place it was to eat. The Grateful Head Pizza. Yes, if you're in uh, where Broken is it? Bow. Broken Bow, Oklahoma, eat there. It's so good. We're sitting there, and then I guess they overheard us talking about it, and they were like, "Y'all are from Waxahachie?" And we're like, "Yeah." They're like, "We." Well, grew we up- started kind of talking because we were next to them, and we started just uh, like exchanging yeah. pleasantries. And he had a sagu hat on. That's what it was. I was and like, is that the Sagu like in Waxahachie? He was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, my sister went there. We're from Waxahachie. And he's like, oh, cool. I've lived there for, what do they say, 50 years? Like a while back. Yep. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Interesting stuff. So we're talking about personality traits or we're talking about instant family? Uh, I don't know. What are you talking about? 
The personality traits will require you to do more stuff on your phone, so we can talk about that last if you want. Okay. And then that could be our wrappy up because we're like 30 minutes in, so... Um, so we watched the movie last night, Instant Family, which it's been out for a while, but it's got uh, Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne, and they're like, you know, probably like in their 30s, and they're married, and they own their own business, and they had never talked about having kids, and then it came up because of her sister, and they were like, well, I don't know, and then I don't know how fostering came up, but she did what I do, where she like goes online and she was, like, looking at all the foster kids and, like, all their pictures. And she was, like, crying. And I do that with, like, kids and, like... Um, and puppies. And puppies, like, that needed to be adopted. I'm just like, let's bring home 50 dogs. Like, <laughs> but anyway. And then he came home and he was like, where did this come from? You know, and she was kind of mad. Caused a fight. So then he looks at the page and he starts crying. Or not really crying, but, like, he gets really bummed out about all the kids that need homes. So then I guess that was like the deciding factor of what made them interested. And then they went to like a, they went to a, I don't know, class thing. And it it was just information about fostering and all that. And then they kind of flipped back and forth. They almost didn't do it. And then Oh, what made them really go through with it was because her family was being like really judgy about it. And she was like, we are going to adopt. And um, they ended up thinking like, oh, they want like one small kid. And then they noticed at the adoption fair, like all the teenagers are like kind of, I guess I should say spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, They kind of noticed the teenagers are being overlooked and... They were just like, hey, you know, what's up? And one of the girls really stood out to them. And then it turned out she had two little siblings. So it would be a pair of three kids. And they were going from, like, no kids to three kids. And they are like, I don't know about that. <laughs> but they decided, to, movie, they decided to do it. And it really just went to show you, like, how many kids out there just need love. And how it changed them. And, like, it was a test to their marriage. But then for the better. Because they said, at the end... Like, she asked why they why they adopted them, or why they fostered them, and they couldn't answer her, but then they realized it was because they were missing something, and they didn't know what it was, and it was them. <laughs> yeah. It was really sweet, and it kind of made me cry a little bit, because we've talked about fostering and adopting, and especially teenagers, like, in the movie, you know, it's like, they're the unwanted, but it's like... I know it's difficult because, you know, they've, they've all, you know, been through crap, even the little ones, but little ones, I think it's easier to kind of turn it around, I guess. I don't want to say something like offensive or incorrect, but it's like, they haven't really, they're a little more like pliable, but teenagers, they've kind of like made up their mind and they, Mm -hmm. they're kind of, you know. But they need love, too. They need it. So, we want to eventually. But that movie was like, oh, I was I was expecting it to be, like, a little more comedic. It was funny. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. But I wasn't expecting how emotional it was going to be. And then I was like, dang it. <laughs> and it said, like, based on true events. And you're like, dang it, that's where they get you. Oh, that's where they get you. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. 
Was it was it in the theaters or was it just mm-hmm. like the? No, it it was, was in the theaters, but it's been a little. It's been out for a little while. Hmm. What do you think about fostering or adopting? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've thought about it. When I was in Boy Scouts, there was there was a guy in our troop, and he was a foster kid, I guess. Mm-hmm. So he, I don't, I don't want to say he was like, he wasn't like messed up in the head or anything, not like that. But he wasn't like fully all there. He probably like, had some like social awkwardness. Yeah, I think it was more like that. Like he was, what do you call that? I don't want to like say the wrong thing and like piss people off, you know? You know what I'm talking about though? Well, he, he's probably like traumatized or been through some crap. Yeah. And then that affected his like yeah. personality. But, and he was older than I was. Or was he on the autism spectrum? Yeah. Maybe because it's just know. a spectrum. So sometimes it could be more like social cues and stuff, but intelligent wise, like they're intelligent and they. Oh, he was he was smart. I think it was more mm-hmm. just very low on the spectrum, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he would talk about like the, his foster parents. I don't remember a whole lot about it because it was, you know, I was nine, ten, eleven years old. Mm-hmm. I really don't remember a whole lot, but I remember we didn't really get along. <laughs> no. Yeah. I can't read everything Christian said, but she said it really scares us that his bio parents will come back one day and try to take him back. Yeah, that's what like really surprised me in the movie. Again, spoilers. So attached. Is that the? I mean, obviously, they tell you like when you're fostering, you know, like. When you adopt, the kid is part of your family. You're their parents, legally. But when you're fostering, there's a lot that's still up in the air. And, like, their mom got out of prison and was, like, keeping up with her parole and stuff. So then they were going to have a a court case to see if she could, like, have the kids back. And the littler ones were like, "Mm mm-mm. But the teenager, like, that's her mom. Mm-hmm. And so she really wanted it, even if it wasn't what was best for them. And that's like what really got me was like the end and everything. And I was like, oh. but um, I think it's the hard thing is as a parent of like your bio kid, you know, most of us, I'm saying us like I'm a parent. I'm not a parent yet. But um, most parents of like their bio kids, your whole goal is to like protect them from things. But when you have foster kids or kids that you're adopting, they've already been through stuff. You couldn't protect them from that. So now you just have to unconditionally love them and give them a safe place. And that's why, you know, they have outbursts and Mm -hmm. because they've been through some stuff, you know, and it's hard when you can't relate. Like when she was brushing her hair and then like it caused this whole like meltdown thing and it's like, why? But then when she finally opened up and told her why, it was like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. that's what really made me sad and like made me think about it. I just think it's sad that it's like they go, some of them go through like physical abuse and emotional, sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 
definitely not right, especially if because in the in the movie where some of or one of the girls like her her mom and her boyfriend decided it was a good idea to start a meth lab in their basement and Mm -hmm. their clients would like abuse her. Mm -hmm. She was 11. Mm -hmm. And even though that's just a movie, but like that actually happens. That happens to younger kids. It happens to so many. And those kids need protection from that. They need people that's going to, like, not put them in that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm open for it. I mean, I have some friends, like Daniel and Cassidy, they're, mm-hmm. they're taking care of a 14 and a 15-year-old, I think. I think that's... I was telling Merritt, like, after we watched the movie, and they showed, like, real pictures of um, real foster families, and I told him, you know... It would be challenging, like, being young, I think, but also, like, you were saying it would have its benefits, like, having a teenager while we're kind of young. It's already potty trained. <laughs> there, not <laughs> it. Like it's they <laughs> are already potty trained. Um, <laughs> that's about it. Potty training, check. Well, no, you were saying how we can relate with them a little more, and we oh, might not yeah, be seen as, like, true. you're just lame, and you don't want me to have fun. Like I'm no, fun. trust me. I know about sex and parties. Oh, somewhat. I mean, <laughs> you are not a party goer. But it's like I know very recently what you're exposed to, and I can tell you it is not worth it. And it's like I feel like it's a little better coming from someone kind of your age than someone your parents' age. And you're mm-hmm. like, you just don't want me to have fun. You just hate me. Blah. But it's like, no, for real. And I'd still tell my mom to this day sometimes. I'm like, you were so right about this and this. And I should have listened. But it's part of growing up is like you just, some stuff you have to learn the hard way. Yeah. And it makes me feel really bad because I feel like I really should have like listened more to my parents. And I didn't. And then I learned the hard way. But some stuff I listened and I'm glad I did because you know what? Made it through high school. Yeah. And have a college degree and working on another one. I'm married to a great man. You know, we're doing decently financially. It's like, I could have been a lot worse off. And I think my upbringing is the reason why I'm in a good place. Part of the reason. Oh. Oh, sorry. You done woke him up. <laughs> I talked in the high voice and he was like, oh, someone talking to me. Oh, look. look. And I said something that is like, please don't judge me. But I was like, we'd only have them in the house for a few years. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of starting from newborn to 18, 18 or or 20 or whatever, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I was still living with my parents at 18. I was too. Shoot. Milking that cow as long as I can. Yep. And I'm living technically still in their house. We're but renting, we're paying rent, we're renting so their apartment. We're renting. <laughs> it's not like we're living here for free. But technically, we I still live under my parents' roof. <laughs> they built this roof. <laughs> <laughs> they built this roof, you know. But I make up for, for working on their cars and paying rent. <laughs> I think... 
overall, like, the hard part about being a foster parent is just the stuff that you have to know and hear that these precious kiddos went through. Mm -hmm. And it's not fair. And it's, like, really hard to process that and process that that happened to this sweet baby angel and it shouldn't have. And that sucks, you know? Yeah. But it's good that, like, when they broke it down, um, the two ladies that, like, taught the foster class in the movie, they were awesome. I really love their characters. Um, they broke it down to that is, like, your job is to make them feel safe and just give them a safe, supportive place, even when they don't want you to. It's, like, when you boil it down to that, it's, like, oh. Well, well, my Facebook glitched. Anyways, we're still recording now. But when you boil it down to that, it's like, even as much as you feel like it's hard and you're failing at it, if they have a safe place and they have food in their bellies and they have your support, then you're doing good. Yeah. And that's for bio parents too. They have struggles with kids and teenagers and... Yeah. Well, I think my parents taught me a good amount to like be a parent myself and I think same with yours they tell you how to be very independent mm-hmm. and you know I think I'm gonna be a good parent because I think so too I don't want to be just like a crappy dad that's just gonna yell at their kid all the time because you know, there's a somewhat relative that we have mm-hmm. who's just like this, he's kind of an a-hole mm-hmm. dad. And it's like, I don't want to ever be like you. Mm-hmm. Like, Sometimes you learn what you, you don't want to be like. <laughs> yeah. Like how you talk to your kids like that. Like that's not cool, man. Mm-hmm. They're only going to learn the negative. And I just don't want that to but I also don't want to be, like, the best friend either. Like, it's yeah. okay. Like, no, I'm still going to be, like, strict. Not super strict, but I'm still going to have, you know, do's and don'ts. Like, you know. Like don't do drugs. Do come home before curfew. <laughs> yeah, all the stuff that, like, I learned, you know. Yeah. Especially from, like, the way, like, my dad parented me Mm -hmm. was a lot different than, like, other dads parenting their kids. Mm Because he, I guess, would only, like, yell at me if I, like, hurt somebody (laughs) Mm -hmm. or broke something. But I I got spanked, like, a good amount, but it wasn't, like, an it wasn't ever, like, abusive. I never thought yeah. I was, like, getting severely punished. Here's a note. I always like, knew, like... Spanking is not child abuse, in my opinion. I think not. it depends on the kid, because not every kid, spanking is the best punishment. Sometimes grounding, taking things away. There's different punishments. But as two people... From two people <laughs> who were spanked, and we turned out perfectly fine, we have healthy relationships with our parents, it's like, there's not something wrong with that. But it's how you do it. Yeah. And I think what a lot of people are taking of it is like those dads that are kind of like a-holes and they have anger problems and they spank when they're angry. My parents would tell me like, 
don't spank your kids when you're angry mm-hmm. because that is like beating them. That's, you know, but when you're spanking them as like, okay, this is what you did wrong and this is why we're disappointed in you and this is mm-hmm. a consequence of your actions. Yep. And it's very like thought out and it's articulated that's and it's I not feel, just like, Psh. that's how I feel. It was like with mine. Yeah. Growing up. You knew like, why you were in trouble. I it knew, wasn't like it was senseless beating. I always knew that I was in trouble mm-hmm. and I rarely ever did it again. Like I'm same. sure, I'm sure same, there was some, same. some instances where I would do whatever multiple My times. mom smacked me across the mouth because I talked back. I still do not talk back to my mother. Yeah. Cause of that one time. Because of that one time. because yeah. And I hear people talking to their parents sometimes, and I'm just like, how are you alive? It's like, I'm going to smack you. Yeah. I'm yeah. just like, oh, new, new, new. So, Mm-mm. especially like with, with, with my mom, it's like I knew not to get on her nerves. Like I would try to, and like Mallory or Megan would be saying stuff. I'm like, shut up. You're going to piss her off. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got the signs. I understood at an early age because, like, I, like, I don't want to say, like, I get my anger from, like, from mom or her side of the family, but it's, like, they're all from New York. <laughs> they're short-tempered. I get they're that. They're more, like, assertive personalities. Yeah, yeah. And I think your dad's family is, like, more mild personalities. Super, yeah. So, I definitely got the more assertive, like... Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I and my parents will say this like I have anger problems, or I did. I still kind of do, and I don't want to. I but you've worked on them problems. really well. Like I hate having it. It's something but, you keep working through. Yeah. Um. Just even from an early age, I've always just been <laughs> pissed off. I remember watching one of your home videos of like your birthdays, and you were just like all whiny and stuff. I'm like, geez, it's your birthday. You're surrounded by like twenty gifts. And you're like, meh, meh, meh. <laughs> 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 Yep, that was the worst. But, I mean, kids kids can be, like, the sweetest and most pure and innocent. But then they can also be really, like, they can show you the most primitive values that we have. It's, like, jealousy and anger and, yeah. like, just because they're not emotionally mature. So when they have those emotions... They get them out in non-productive ways. But when you're an adult, you realize, okay, throwing yourself on the ground and crying and making a scene isn't going to get you what you want. But as a kid, you don't get that yet. And that's where your parents come in and they teach you. But that's why it's like, I read something that really stood out to me and it was saying how, have you heard how sometimes like kids are worse, act worse around their mom? Like the babysitter will be there and they'll be totally cool. And then mom comes in and they're just like, But it's because, like, their mom is, like, their safe space. When they're frustrated or they're angry or they're sad and they feel like they can't express that around other people because then they get in trouble. But they feel like their mom is, like, their place they can be, like, ugh. Yeah. So I was, like, that's really interesting because I think we forget. We get frustrated. We get mad. We get sad. And we know how to express it and kids don't. But then when they express it, we get on to them and then it's, like, they bottle it up. But what we really need to do is like teach them like it's okay to be angry, but it's not okay to say this or it's not okay to hit your sister or you know, whatever. Yeah. 
I don't think I was ever like physical with mm-hmm. anybody. Not that I remember anyway. Did like, you just like cry and scream or what? Kinda. I mean, I would break stuff. Like I would throw <laughs> things. And, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I still do that today. I mean I'll get pissed off and I'll throw like my my Atwoods light, the yeah. one the magnetic light. I got pissed off one night working on a car and I just threw it. I was like, "F this!" and basically threw it and it just broke. And then afterwards, you realize like, okay, that's like, probably well, not. And I tell myself every time like. Throwing things and breaking them, or is he going to fix things? I remember <laughs> when we were walking back to the house from the RV one time, and you had, like, some house shoes on. Oh, yeah, and I threw them. And you stepped in a puddle or something, and your feet got wet, and you got mad and took off your shoe and chunked it. And I was like, what is that going to solve? I got kind of mad just because of your, like, instant reaction. Yeah. I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Well, they were just crappy house shoes. But it's like, okay, you chunked them. Like, it honestly, it helps me get the anger out. Well, maybe we need to go to a rage room like once a month and you need to just like No, I need a freaking stuff. punching bag and a gun. Okay, anger and gun. Not a good combo. No, if I had a gun and actually had like targets set up. Oh, yes. Well, targets, yeah. No, I don't want to hurt anybody. I was going to say, be careful how you phrase this. No, I, no, I never ever want to hurt anybody. Like, I will break... Things I will. Mm-hmm. I've broken a phone. Yeah. Get in an argument with an ex girlfriend before. So, but I've never like put hands on anybody. I will admit because I'm such a mild mannered like Zen person. Like when you see in movies and stuff where people just like throw the phone and smash it, I'm like that seems so satisfying. If it wasn't my phone, it's so great. But like, I just kind of wanted to. I threw it up against the wall of my room. Did it hurt the wall? Did it, like, put a hole in the wall? No, it, like, destroyed the phone. Oh. <laughs> it was before iPhone, so, like... Oh, yeah. I had a little slide phone. I just threw it really hard and shattered in a million pieces. We are, after just we Just like went... my heart. Oh, my <laughs> poor baby. But it worked out, because now you're with me. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> after we went axe throwing, we wanted to, like, set up something like here oh, on I still our land do that. and do it because it is kind of cathartic. Like, I don't know. I would really like to go to one of those places where they hand you a stack of plates and you just chunk them in a cement wall. Yeah. Just, we need to open one up. Let's do it. There's not one in Waxatchee. We should open up a rage room. Rage room. Yes. It is nice. Like if you're, even if you're not someone who usually feels the need to throw things like merit, if you're someone more like me, Sometimes you can actually bottle those feelings up without realizing it. Mm-hmm. And then when you like release it, it's like, oh, wow. There's sometimes where I would like r- go outside. We had a wooden bat. And. <laughs> Did you smash stuff with the bat? No, I didn't <laughs> oh. smash stuff. I smashed rocks. Oh, well, I would that's go not out, bad. I would go out in the driveway and. We have a gravel driveway, so I'd just pick up a rock and I'd swing as hard as I could and try to hit it. And I would always try to hit it in Dallas Field. Mm-hmm. I know it's kind of bad. I was like, well, like, because that's far across from. Yeah, I mean, I was. That's what you were trying to do. Mm-hmm. You weren't trying to like. And her house is like way back, so oh, it's yeah, not like no, you're there's trying. There's no to... way I could hit it. There's... Yeah. But it's just like a target for yeah. me. I hope you don't listen to this. I do love you. so who taught you that or did you just figure that strategy out on your own i just did it i just i was doing something in the garage i was working on 
like a mini bike or I was working on a bicycle, trying to fix it. You know, it was late, late 10 or not late. We are preteen years, teenager years. I'd be out in the garage just doing stuff and just getting so pissed off at something or doing whatever with school, hating school because I've always, always hated school and just getting mad, going outside, grabbing the bat and just, and I would always do it away from the cars because there was one time where I hit a, hit a rock and it went backwards and I hit a car, hit not a window, uh-huh. just like left oh. a little mark on it and I oh. never told anybody. So, hey, <laughs> you're just now finding out, but I totally left a little tiny mark on the green Suburban with a rock. <laughs> so I'm sure that Suburban probably had other marks. Oh, it's, oh yeah. I mean, it was so, stolen, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, y'all did it, but it was stolen from y'all. Yeah, no, we did not yeah. steal it. That Just to clarify. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you're doing we, like recordings, you got to be specific with your that words. That Suburban brand new in 1998 or maybe 99. And then in 04, Mikey, mom so and dad were at a high school reunion, I believe, in Arlington. Mm. And Megan and Mallory and I were at our grandparents' house. Grandma and Granddaddy showed up. And... I remember we were in the room watching a Star Wars movie, and your grandma came in. And she goes, "Hey, so uh, you're gonna borrow our car tonight because your car got stolen." And we were like, "What?" And we were <laughs> little, you know. I was I was 11 when it happened. That's so crazy. We drove home in their. Uh, I think they had like a Highlander or something at that point, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we get home. And it was just weird. And then three days later, we bought a uh, an 04 Suburban, brand new. I think it was fully loaded. It was nice. Like, it was a nice car. And then, like, literally a week later, the Arlington police was like, hey, we found your car. Hmm. We're like, well, crap. And it wasn't know? stripped or anything? It was, like, totally intact? Uh, I think it was all intact, other than, hmm. like, the locks that were just... You know, but apparently that year, those suburban models were like really popular to get stolen. Mm. It was like the number one stolen vehicle that year. Wow. Because they were, they're easy to break into. They're so easy. Like I can do it. But you won't. I'm not. You know, I've got a Slim Jim. I can basically break in Because you're a mechanic. I'm a mechanic. So use it for that purpose. I am legally certified to own that. Yes. So if your keys get locked in, I can break in. Mikey likes the rocking chair because he's like he is like super chill yeah. right now. Where was I going with this? Oh, the whole uh, yeah. So the suburban thing, how I like left a little dent in the back door. That's where that came from, mom and dad. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't tell you, but I'm telling you now. <laughs> but not to your face because <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what we did with that car. Oh, we uh. We tr- we traded that car in like during cash for clunkers mm. during the I think the recession like in 08 or whatever. We traded that car in. I think mom got like a CRV or something. Or so when it came back though after being stolen, did y'all take back the new car or y'all had both cars? No, we had both because I I guess mom and dad's reasoning was like, well Megan's about to drive, so mm. we'll just. I think she she might have been fourteen at the time. So, 
And we we all did the uh, like the homeschool driver's ed. Yeah, so that's what just, I did. Yeah, it was really funny because <laughs> to this well, mom's better now, but like dad had to totally teach me how to drive, and mom would not ride with me. And it wasn't the fact that I was a bad driver, but it's just like she has serious control issues when it comes to driving, kind of like you do. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I don't have, yeah, you're you right. do, do because you need I to do. be the one to drive when a group of people is riding somewhere. Oh, yeah. If you're there's the a group, I, will, I refuse to ride in the car yeah. unless I'm driving. It's yeah. just a weird... Otherwise, he's like, I will take my own car Yep. every single time. When people still ask me, I'm like, yeah, Mara's going to want us to take our own car. And they're like, but we can't do it. I'm like, no, he's going to want to drive separately. But it's a safety thing, and like I appreciate because it. Because it's like I, if I want to leave at the like if I when have you to leave, leave, you want to leave. I need to leave. Yeah. And also, if I'm gonna get in a wreck, like it's either gonna be me behind the wheel and not my fault, because mm-hmm. I'm getting wrecks. Mm-hmm. They're Knock never on wood. my fault. Knock on wood. No, I don't. But I yes, don't, I do not. I understand. But anyways, so like Dad would like do the little training thing with me. And, oh, my gosh, I remember, Dad, shout out, I love you. You were so patient, and, like, you were a really good teacher. Just, like, you're a really good teacher. Like, you don't, when you get freaked out, you don't, like, show it. Like, you stay calm, and you're like, okay, put it in park. Like, that's how my dad was. And I was like, thank you. Because when you're new at driving, you're already kind of anxious, maybe depending on who you are. I feel like you just were like, no, no big deal, I got this. But me, I was very anxious. I was 12, yeah, so, I was very know. anxious, and we were in the Ace parking lot <laughs> in Mansfield. Ace is the place with the and like where, trying folks. to manage turns and stuff like that, and like acceleration, deceleration. And my mom, that's like the one time she rode with me when I was like a new driver. And she was in the back seat, Dad was in the passenger seat, and she was like freaking out the whole time. And he was like, "She's got this. It's okay. Like just stay quiet." Yeah, and um. Yeah, even a couple years ago when I had to drive my mom to Dallas because she got those inje- injections in her neck, she couldn't drive. She, <laughs> when we would merge onto she, highway, she would cover her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, mom. I'm not making fun of you. A little bit, but yeah. But now she like rides with me and she's a lot more chill. Yeah. But it's funny because even that was just Is a couple years ago. Is your mom chill when I'm driving? She's really chill. Yeah. Well, she says like you're an amazing driver. Oh, well, but I think now that. she's just a lot more chill in general yeah. about life. Because, <laughs> yeah, she she would ride with me now and she'll be calm. But even up to a couple years ago, which I've been driving since I was 15. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to be 25. She's just now calm enough. <laughs> yeah. And she would do the imaginary break. Yeah. Where she's like... <gasps> even though she's the I person that. that will go up to a stop sign and like break at the last minute. And I... Slow down way That's ahead how you of time. wear out your brakes, Jody. I know I told her. We love you. Not trying to throw you under the bus. We're not we're not harping on you. We just love you. That's a rule in general is for everybody, if you want your brakes to last, slow down like you know, long before. She got that from Nana though, because like Nana would scare me as a kid riding with her. She would like come up on a south side and then just like Psh! And I tell you, she, she went the wrong way one time on like, yeah, yeah uh, not like a highway, but like the bridge across. And it had, luckily it didn't have like a 
concrete divider. It was just like a grass area. Mm-hmm. So she just was like able to pull over and there weren't any cars coming because it was at night. But she's like, I got night blindness. I'm like, maybe you shouldn't be driving <laughs> at night. Oh, <laughs> my boss is like, he's a good driver, but he's terrifying. Like, and I've heard obviously, some stories. Like, I get scared by other people driving, but he scares me the most. There are people it's, that you say you will not ride with. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not naming any names on here, but not going to throw anyone under the bus. Most, but I'm not I know who names. you are. Cause Merritt has told me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's why we don't hang out. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's why we're like, we'll meet you there. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah. It's like, it's just so aggressive. I'm like, why do you break so? What happens if your brakes fail or there's like ice or water on the road? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which you going to do now, mister? And it's just not, I don't know. I feel like, and I'm, if, I know this is probably super biased of me, but I feel like I'm the best driver that I know. I'm the, you are a really I good driver. I am the greatest driver that I know of with my group of friends and family. And I'm, and I'm willing to prove that like driving. However, test. Let's go. however I can, <laughs> I will prove that to anybody. If you want to race me at like go-karts or something, as long as it's an even comparison, because some of the go-karts are faster than others. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I am a decent driver, but like you're good. I trust you in my head. When I accelerate and decelerate and like turn, I think in my head, I'm like, I want to look like the driver that's on the driver's ed videos. I want to be smooth and calm and just like, okay, instead of like, but when I was first driving, my dad would say that I was like NASCAR turns because I would like take the turn at like 30. (laughs) He's like, slow down. But then I feel like people coming behind me in the lane are like, turn, dang it. So then it was like people pleasing. I was like, I don't want to make them wait. So I'm like, Ugh. I still do that sometimes. I'm like, oh, you know I what? You can wait because I'm in the right lane and I put my blinker on indicating I'm turning and I'm safely turning, especially yeah. when I have groceries. I'm like, I'm not letting my groceries roll everywhere. I, it's like, you want to clean up my milk? Yeah. yeah. Get in the left lane. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, like going on or getting, getting on Great House Road from 66. Mm-hmm. So... Anytime I'm turning down our down Great House, you know, 66 is like a pretty heavily trafficked and area. And it's 55 is the speed limit. Yeah. People haul ass down the road all the time. Excuse me, language. Sorry. I've, I've had some rum. Uh, <laughs> people, no, lay down, Mikey. Lay down. <laughs> Calm down. People go way too fast down that road. So I try to use my, uh, my racing skills. And like cut the corner because yeah. there's like a. It's a wide. Yeah, it's very wide. Yeah. So like I will still be doing like 45, 50 and make the corner, but I cut way deep in. You know, you start out wide, you cut deep in the apex and go back out and on back on the throttle. That's how I think mm-hmm. all the time. So it's like it makes the tire squeal, but it's a lot of fun. And that's you probably get, why our drive safe and driving is like one star. <laughs> Is it? I haven't even checked. I it haven't really. checked it. I'm scared. I, I'm not. I'll look. I it don't up like. Right I feel like I'm being graded, and I don't like it. So I just don't even check it. Can I'm like, if it saves not? us money, great. If not, that's okay because I don't want to look at there it. There we go. Drive I feel safe. embarrassed. Drive safe and save. What did you say? Drive safe and drive. No, I said drive safe and save. Did you? I didn't. Okay. I think. Let me just check this. So for anyone who doesn't know, I'm sure y'all all know what that is because. 
they have commercials, but it's like this little sensor you can put in your car. And uh, if you drive within speed and you don't use your phone and you don't have crazy turns or like crazy deceleration, then you you can save money on your monthly insurance thing. I have a score of 71%. What's mine? I'm scared. I don't know. It's going to be on your phone. If you have the app, I don't know. Oh, mine's over there. I'll check mine later. I want to check mine because it's like a contest. Well, my overall trip score, my acceleration's at a zero. Yeah. But you, my you phone use punch is, it. My phone use and speeding and cornering and braking are great. The only thing that oh, I have problems good. with is acceleration. acceleration. You know why? Because I have a need a need for speed. Oh, it's on the drive safe and save yeah. app, right? Where the heck did I go? Oh, this was from earlier. And it's fun to see your like previous trips because you're like, wow. Like, where the heck? But yeah, we went from Panda to the bank down through the back, back way. way, back on the highway. Yeah, okay, cool. Oh, I don't even know if my thing is because I don't have my location set to always. So mine might not even have been uh-huh. doing mine. No, 71% is for both of us. Oh, is it? Hey, we're still passing. So works. Together we can do it. Okay, so for my civic it said my discount was forty seventeen and yours was twenty three twenty seven. Yeah, you're getting... but that depends on the cars and stuff. It also depends on the car. Yeah, Correct. it's not just because of the person. Trips. Twenty six trips and three hundred and thirty three miles in two weeks. Interesting. From here to work I got two stars. Why? Oh, speeding, right. Wait, was that you for real or me? No, that was me. Okay, because I was like, I drove your car today. <laughs> Fast cornering, hard braking event. What? Anywho, we're being really silent because we're mm. on our phones. So wrap you up, we will talk about our last topic, and then we'll let y'all go. Thanks for listening. And Facebook people, thanks for watching. Sorry, it cut out like halfway through and I didn't want to get up and redo it. So, sorry. Now that we have some cameras, eventually we're going to get to where we can like film our episodes and then upload it at the end. Kind of like we do our um, audio, correct? Yes. We're going to try to do that. But it's just going to take us more time and we're already kind of trying to find days to record. So the... Video recording is going to be down the pipe. At some down point. the pipe? Who says that? Me. <laughs> I said something the other day, oh, to my patient's mom. And I was like, is that the saying? And she laughed. She's like, yeah, but I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> you I can't remember what the saying soul. was, but I am. And I get a lot from my family because we all, we say sayings. It's colder than a witch's tit. Colder than a well digger's butt. Like what? Who, who, and a witch's tit. Who makes these? Who who made those up? Old ladies in the South. Are you an old lady from the South like, at heart? <laughs> I guess. Or like, go eat your checkers. Donna would say that. When she's like, what mad even? At, what does that When mean? she's like mad at you or something. Like, if you and I were like arguing or you said something smart alecky, I'm like, go eat your checkers. But apparently that's from a movie or something. What's wrong with. 
<laughs> go after you. <laughs> because I'm a lady. I'm a lady. I always just think of the Aristocats. Like, I'm a lady. Yeah. What? Why are you standing there all awkward, Moggy? Because he's debating jumping into my lap, but he's seeing that it's an awkwarder setup than yours. Okay, what's this personality test thing we're doing? Well, I was just going to talk about the like personality the test that we took. Yeah. Oh. The thing that we talked about with Ben. Shout out to our friend Ben Cooper. Was it one through nine or what? I don't remember. The Enneagram personality test? I don't remember. The one You looked it up, up on your phone. So I thought it was still on your phone, on your history. No. Because we said we were going to talk about it and it was on our list to talk about. I definitely do not have Anyway, it. while we're pulling it up, um, there's a lot of different personality tests out there or like personality trait things. And this one, it's like different numbers. And uh, Ben like pegged us for what he thought we were. And he was spot on. Like one of us was like a f- two... One of us is like a four. I think I'm a five. Five. But um, it's really interesting. Like, if you've ever taken one, um, or if you've never taken one before, you should just go online. You can usually take them for free. And it's really insightful, not just to see about yourself, but to know what your family and friends are. Because then that can affect how you communicate with them. Um, or like the five love languages test. Which everyone knows about that now, mostly. But that really is eye-opening. Because sometimes a lot of frustrations we create in our relationships and our friendships is just because we're different personalities. So we communicate differently. We love differently. We have different work ethic. And that can cause fights and stuff. But if you understand where the other person's coming from, I think it makes it a lot easier. Because you don't take it personally. You're just like, oh... I'm just a more assertive person, and you're just a more chill person. Yeah. That's how I'm, I'm, I'm like, really, really trying to better myself. I've been reading, well, not me physically reading, but listening to audiobooks, because I feel that's more, like, <laughs> helpful for me, because I have a hard time, like, following words and... Well, you're still attaining knowledge, so I don't think yeah. there's anything bad about that. But so I've been listening to this book, and it's called Think and Grow Rich by Neville Goddard. And super good book. I'm like almost halfway through it. Hmm. And um, the one thing, or there's a chapter in it that basically says that you, in order to like achieve full happiness and like grow spiritually, mentally, physically, whatever, you have to come to the realization that, like, you can't change anybody. Mm-hmm. You you can't. People mm-hmm. are going to act how they're going to act, no matter what. And the sooner you are to accept that and just love people for mm-hmm. who they are and how they are, the more happy you will become. And so... You know, that sounds very wise. And, and what gives me like what gets me upset is like people driving, I guess, mm-hmm. just not thinking, being stupid. It's like, what are you doing? But it's like, they're not me, they're not gonna be a good driver. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, I mean, I really do think about that. And it's like, mm-hmm. 
I have to love you because God loves us. And we're supposed to love our neighbor. Yeah. And we are creating God's image. That means we have to love our brothers and sisters as God loves us. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I may not like you, but I still love you. Mm -hmm. But I have to love you. Something (laughs) that, (laughs) something that, that kind of reminds me of is you remember when we did Kylo, the keep your love on by Danny Silk. Yes. And, um, he was talking about how you can't control what other people like think or do or say, but you can control your reaction. That's all you can control is like your response. So it's like, even if someone's coming and that's something I had to remind myself constantly when I was working in like customer service, because it's like, that's the problem is our nature is when someone's coming at you at level 10, you respond at level 10 because you're like, okay, hold up. Yeah. But what you're supposed to do is just be like, look, I'm not going to let this ruin my day and I'm going to show them Jesus because I might be the only Jesus they see today. So like, I'm going to take a breath. That's what really helped me too is like the whole, I can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but it's like when you're in a disagreement or you're step away Take a breath, think it through before you speak, because you can say something that can make the situation way worse. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I understand you're frustrated, whatever, you know. We're all frustrated. Yeah. And try to see it from their perspective, which helps me. It's like, you know, they've had a bad day. I don't know where they're coming from. You know, they're here in the doctor's office, probably because they're not on their best day. So I should just be kind to them. Yeah. And that's how you reach people is like by being kind regardless of the circumstance. If yes. you respond with like a sassiness, then you just like lost that connection with that person and you could have made their day better. Yeah. And the hard thing about being a believer is our behavior and our lives reflect Christ. So when people see us act in some kind of way, they're like, oh, well, I don't want to go to that church like, or I believe in. were a Christian. I don't so. want to be in that belief system because if that's how you act, then I don't want any part of that. Yeah. And it's a lot of pressure because someone's eternal life could be affected. I mean, that yeah. sounds like really heavy, but it's true. Yeah. I found out your number and my number... Okay. I texted Ben. I was like, what's the thing that you showed us at Chili's <laughs> and what are the number? What are me and Haley's numbers? Oh, he already responded? Yeah. Shout out, Ben. You're awesome. He says the Enneagram test. You're right. I'm a four with a five or a five with a four and you are a one with a two. Okay. Let's read them. Or you read them. So four. Uh, fours are self-aware Sensitive and reserved. They are emotionally honest, creative, and personal, but can also be moody and self-conscious. That's you? Yeah, I'm a four. Withholding themselves from others due to feeling vulnerable and defective, they can also feel disdained and exempt from ordinary ways of living. They typically have problems with melancholy, self-indulgence, and self-pity. At their best, inspired and highly creative, they are able to renew themselves and transform their experiences. 
basic fear. They have no identity or basic, yeah, that they have no identity or personal significance, basic desire to find themselves and their significance to create an identity. Uh, key motivations. Way, want to express themselves in their individuality to create and surround themselves with beauty to maintain current moods and feelings to withdraw to protect their self-image to take care of emotional needs before attending to anything else to attract a rescuer I don't I don't know what that means well I think isn't mine a rescuer oh yeah I think so yeah they're like um, examples of people that have the same number as I do uh, some good names in here Edgar Allan Poe um, Hank Williams Billie Holiday Judy Garland Miles Davis Bob Dylan Paul Simon Paul Simon uh, Cher Stevie Nicks Prince Alanis hmm. Morissette uh, Amy Winehouse, Angelina Jolie, what's up? Kate Winslet, Nicolas Cage, Johnny Depp, uh, Kat Von D, hmm. just to name a few. But I think what Ben had told us is like there's the healthy version of the personality type and the unhealthy version. Yes, I'm and the he was saying version. like we're both healthy versions of our personality type. So some of that sounded negative, but it's like it's only if you're in that place. You can be the positive version of it, too. This one's yours if you want to read it. Okay. Did you want to read the other... The You said you were four with a five. Did you want to read some No, of that's five? okay. Just a four. Okay. So you have Sorry mine. about my slow reading. Don't apologize. You did it. Okay. So my type one belief, the reformer. Hmm. Um, the rational, idealistic type principle... Purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. Oh. Ones are conscientious and ethical with a strong sense of right and wrong. They're teachers, crusaders, and advocates for change, always striving to improve things, but afraid of making a mistake. Well-organized, orderly, and fastidious. They try to maintain high standards, but can slip into being critical and perfectionistic. They have problems typically with resentment and impatience. At their best, wise, discerning, realistic, and noble can be morally heroic. Basic fear of being corrupt or evil or defective. Basic desire to be good, to have integrity, to be balanced. Um, hmm. Key motivations. Want to be right, strive higher and improve everything, to be consistent with their ideals, to justify themselves, to be beyond criticism, so as not to be condemned by anyone. Like... That one alone that is, is like, you. that is me because that is that's like <laughs> part of the struggle for me when I was like in nursing school is like staying in the middle or like the upper part where I wasn't like being criticized for anything. And like, I was like making it through under the radar kind of, mm -hmm. but like in a good way of like never having to be called out by my instructor or something. That was like the biggest fear I have. And that's why sometimes I don't try new things because I don't want to fail and I don't want to be bad mm -hmm. at something. Like, this is me. Okay. So, I want to okay. add to that. Like, if you have a fear, and it's not just you, mm -hmm. but like, if you have 
something that you want to do, something like great that you want to achieve, and you fear that you're going to fail, like that's the worst decision you can ever make. Like you mm-hmm. have to at least try. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't try, like how do you know if it's going to work or not? Or if you do try and you do fail, you know what not to do next time. Mm-hmm. So it's like nothing ever world changing has happened on the first try. Yeah, You know, like that gives me hope is like all these things that change the world were like the hundredth version, the 200th version. It's like, you can't just always do something instantly and that's okay. Yeah. And a lot of important things take time and failure to get to. Didn't it take Thomas Edison like a thousand tries to like get the light bulb or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. But I'm sure to get too. It down. Okay, so here are some examples. Um Confucius, Plato, Joan of Arc, oh. Gandhi. Nelson Mandela, Margaret Thatcher, Prince Charles, Kate Middleton, Jimmy Carter. Uh, the president? See. Martha Stewart. You are a little Martha Stewart. You're, you're Martha Celine Stewart. Dion, uh, William F. Buckley, Jerry Seinfeld, Tina Fey, Julie Andrews, Jane Fonda, Meryl Streep, <laughs> Harrison Ford, Spock. cool that's kind of cool it is interesting and the cool thing is you know typically people that are attracted to each other and that end up in deep relationships are usually different personality types because like we balance each other out yeah what's interesting is that in those personality tests there's only there's only nine Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that's just a coincidence because, like, Nikola Tesla, mm-hmm. he's all big in, like, energy and, or he was, super big into energy and frequency and, like, everything revolves around three, six, and nine. Like, numbers, the, numbers the meaning of numbers and, and, and yeah, stuff, numerology. Super, so, when you get a chance, go on the old Google or YouTube and just look up Nikola Tesla, like, and his obsession with the number nine. There's some crazy stuff. What is the stuff. meaning of the number nine? Uh, Isn't that one completion or is that eight? This is a quote by Nikola Tesla. If you knew the if you knew the magnificence of three, six, and nine, you will have the key to the universe. Hmm. Very interesting. I uh, I remember looking into it a long time ago. Basically, it's like numbers go in nines. Like, it just resets itself. So, it's like 1, 2, like 3, 4, 5, 19, 6, 7, 8, 9. And then 10 is just 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, mm-hmm. 8, 9. 30, then You know, then 40, it just goes to then, yeah. 9. There's no actually, there's not, there's no zeros or mm-hmm. something. I don't remember. It's been a long time. But it was very interesting to, like, look into yeah, check it out. Just look up Tesla or just look up frequencies in general. You're going to go down a rabbit hole that you will not ever get out of. I'm still in it. <laughs> well, 
Are you, he's just licking himself. I'm just laughing at Maki like, go, 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 go. Sit on my lap, licking his nuts. <laughs> cool, Maki. Hey, uh, fun fact for everybody. Uh, I joined a on, an online racing league. <laughs> so how did you follow up Maki licking himself to that? Oh, I, well, I was, I was licking on my simulator. Oh, okay. And I ran a 60-lap race, which... It's pretty long. Most of the most of the races I do are like twenty laps. Mm-hmm. But this is a sixty lap race, full field. I mean, this is forty three cars, and I qualified fifteenth. And ran pretty good. I mean, I stayed out of trouble except halfway through the race, I got hit. Like anytime um, I wreck, it's never ever my fault. But never. that happens in real races. But it happens. I understand that people get caught up. I get caught up in it. Like it just happens. So I got hit on the front stretch and I got yeeted onto pit road as hard <laughs> as possible. And of course I got a black flag instantly. Cause it's like, Oh, you entered pit road unsafely. It's like, I got hit, but it's not like you can say that because it's like a video game. Essentially. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing you can do about it. So I had to serve a black flag penalty. I had to drop to the rear and then had to serve a 40-second like, delay, delay oh. in the pit. So I got two laps down. But I managed to get back up to 11th. And I finished 11th out of 43 that drivers. That is not bad no, I, at all. And never hit the wall. I never spun out. Like, I ran really well, held really solid lines. Like, there, I I really think I can do this. Like, I know I can do this in real life. You know you can. I know I can. I can do this in real life. Yes, you will do this. I will do this. I can't wait. There was a guy that messaged me today about about racing. Nice. He asked me what my, uh, well, I messaged him like a month ago. (laughs) And it's a guy that does, uh, um, what is it? Midgets. Mm-hmm. Races midgets. So I like the Chili Bowl mm-hmm. in Tulsa. And that's the one with Kyle Larson won this year. And I want to race that one day. And he does all that. And so I messaged him. And he has like open seats that nice. he's trying to fill. So I was like, so what's it take? He's like, well, tell me your background. So I told him, uh, really nothing. <laughs> you have I mean, I simulation do. experience. I have simulation. You have so many things. We need to help you make a resume of racing. I know. No one's going to, you know, see the, oh, you did the Rusty Wallace racing, racing experience. That's but not it's a real... something. You're not just some rando person who hasn't been in a car. Yeah, you're right. Something I've learned from making resumes is, like, anything can count as relevant depending on how you phrase it and how you can relate it to the situation. You're right. Like, I'm a neat freak, organized... I talk to you, you know, frequently and like you understand me. Communication skills. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you like. I have good communication I'm skills. I'm really good with resumes and like it's all about Can you wording. help me make one? Yes. I also. I will some, put anything under my skills. I, will, I want help making like a, a sponsorship proposal packet. Mm-hmm. Um, something like... I had to make a letter like that yeah. when I did missions trips to, like, get people to donate. Yeah. I had to do Basically one. that. It's like, hey, I'm trying to race. Um, uh, can you help? 
<laughs> no, it's not like that at all. Give me money, I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you're not allowed to say that, remember? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Can't say that I'm poor anymore. I'm wealthy, I'm prosperous. Yeah. Oh, so let's end on this. Okay, If yes. uh, If you're in a rut, if you feel like you are living paycheck to paycheck, or you feel like you're broke and poor and just can't get out of it, uh, you need to hear this, but you are the only reason why you're in that situation. It is entirely your own doing of why you're in that situation. Why you're still there. Why you're still there. Life circumstances might have put you there, but you can get out of it. You can no, be No, not prosperous. even that. Like, Life circumstances happen, but that doesn't mean you have to stay that way. Yeah. You can break the cycle. Yep. Some people need to hear it. And the so, way that you do that is you have to you have to think differently. You have to mm-hmm. not think in a state of lack and think, "Oh, I'm broke, I'm poor, my back hurts all the time." And I like saying it and saying it cuz so, you're putting that energy. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. Like, you're putting that in the universe. For example, I stopped saying that I have back pain. My back always hurts. Guess what? My back doesn't hurt mm-hmm. anymore. Like at all. Mm-hmm. I stopped saying things like that. I stopped saying negative things. And I try to only say like positive things because there's a root. There's like it's deeply rooted. And there's and science. There's science. And there's also like religious beliefs behind it. But there's also science. Yeah. The plant where you speak life to it and you speak good things to it yeah. versus when you speak down to it, you grow under positivity and you flourish under it. And under negativity, you have sickness and death. Yeah. And that's why sometimes, like, I have to limit my time around certain people is because it's just, like, negativity. They're so negative. And it's like, when you're, when you come out of that and you become a more positive person, you, it drains you. Yeah. Like, emotionally. It's like, ugh, it's like a beating. It's like, why are you like this, man? <laughs> well, I mean, people have their reasons, but it's like, it's never too late to change it. You can always change it. Yeah. You just have to recognize it and yeah. then say, okay, I'm as not going to, I'm going to choose to say this instead of this. Mm-hmm. As soon as you can recognize it, you will start catching yourself. Mm-hmm. And I do it too. I mean, I'll say stuff. I'm like, nope, uh, never mind. I'm not going to say that anymore. And I, and I will try not to. In youth group, we had to wear rubber bands and we have to pop ourselves when we're negative. Shout out, mom. You remember that? Remember that lesson? It was all about thinking. And yeah. so we had talked about yellow trucks and we were like, okay, count how many yellow trucks you see. And I'm like, yellow trucks, how many am I going to see? Yeah, but the more you And then you see it and you're like, oh, we did like a whole couple week course yeah. about it, about thinking. I want to, so I made a, another thing in that book, uh, Think and Grow Rich by Neville Goddard. I highly recommend you read it or listen to it. Mm-hmm. Think and Grow Rich by Neville Goddard. I'm not getting paid for this, by the way. I just think it's a good book for people to go by. One of the things that he says is to like write down like especially with money, if you want a certain amount, you can't just be, oh, I wish I had a bunch of money. You have be to specific. be you have to be very specific mm-hmm. because like God, universe, source, whatever you want to call it, like you know, he's gonna be like, Okay, well, here you go. Here's a lot of money. Twenty dollars is a lot of money to people. And it depends on what you're needing. Depending it's like what you need. you'll be surprised how often you have a specific need that gets met 
perfectly. Yeah. It's like I got that exact amount that I needed to fill this need. And and yeah, I mean you can call it whatever you want, but it's like you have to put the work into it. Yeah. People don't just get wealthy by accident. Like something we learned from Dave Ramsey, hashtag not a sponsor, but again, we we put into we put his principles into our life and it has made a big difference. So look up Dave Ramsey, Financial Peace. Even if you don't want to take the class, listen to his radio show, listen to his podcast, go on his Instagram. You can learn so much even yeah. without paying for the course, but we scrounged together the money to do our course. Barely. Yeah. And it has changed our lives. That is now, worth like, the investment. We're not paycheck to paycheck anymore. Like we're not, you know, you know, we're not like I feel like a lot of times of either, but we're, I feel like a lot of times <laughs> we tell people that like we choose to not do things or whatever because of money. But it's not a lack of, but it's like, okay, instead of spending we're money... We're trying to be smart with Instead of money. spending money on that, we're putting it here. We're paying off debt. Mm-hmm. We're putting it in savings. You know, it's like... It's not, not the mindset of like, we're choosing to not go on this trip or go to that show because we can't afford it. You're, we're being very intentional about mm-hmm. that. We used to not... We used to say that. But mm-hmm. now it's like, we're cho- you know, we're yeah. being conscious of our money and therefore, we're choosing to not do this. That's another thing that you have to like avoid saying is like, I can't afford it. It's like, well, then you never will. Because then you won't. You yeah. never will. So now, what I say right now is like, I, I will have this soon enough. I mean, I'll do it eventually. Mm-hmm. Like at work today, even today, I was there was a car that came in. I was like, man, I want this car. And there's a guy like, you want all these cars. Like, how are you going to afford it? I'm like, I'll get it one day. I mean, it's just money, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you people think like there's such a limitation with money. It's like, no, there's so much. They print money <laughs> literally every day. Like, you're telling me. And obviously, I know. Like, it's. Yeah. I get, it's backed up I get by that. Something, something. But that's not the point. The point is, there's plenty of money to go around for people to use. If the. If. If all the money was split up evenly, like in the world, people, everyone would be millionaires. Mm-hmm. Absolutely everybody would. Mm-hmm. So I have like this money affirmation thing that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. And like I, I look at this every single day. I firmly believe it every single day. You need to look at it. You need to say it. You need to believe and it. Affirmations are proven. Yeah. And to work. Should I share it or should I like just keep it for myself? It's up to you. It's whatever you um, want to do, baby. It's whatever okay. you're comfortable doing. So, my obviously, y'all know my dream. I want to race. I want to race a NASCAR, but also I want to play music, mm-hmm. and I want to be in a in a successful band. But in order for me to do that, I need to have funding to do that. Mm-hmm. So, I. <laughs> You know, I was just thinking of a number that I think I would need. And to start up a NASCAR team, it's like three or four million dollars. But to run a music thing, you know, a couple hundred thousand. So I was like, we'll just round it up. Mm -hmm. So I put that I will have a hundred million dollars on or before my 30th birthday. I will have, and this was a couple days ago, I will have a thousand dollars for my race car in seven days. Which is now three, four days away because I got to go pay for my race car. It's getting fixed. So, mm-hmm. um, and I will have two grand for Disney World before 
you know, we leave. And mm-hmm. the other thing you have to do is like, you, you can't just like get and not like return anything. You can't just like accept something. Mm-hmm. You have to be intentional, like what you're going to do with it. So mm-hmm. my thing is like, I intend to give generously. I intend to tip well and buy people clothes and buy people cars mm-hmm. if they need them. Like, buy people food. I just want to use my money for good mm-hmm. and help people out. And I think yeah. what we were talking about the other day is that it's not bad to have nice things or want nice things. And I think that's where a lot of people think like as Christians, especially like, Oh, you should be poor and like give everything you have to the less fortunate. And it's like, God loves me. I'm his child. He wants me to be prosperous and happy. Mm -hmm. Nowhere in there does it say I should be poor and struggling. But it does say that out of our abundance of what we have, we should give to the needy. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's not wrong to have a good home and a good car or whatever your thing is. You know, if if you like shoes and you have a hundred pair of shoes, like I think that's excessive. But if that's your thing, okay. Like I really like, I don't know. What do I like? <laughs> you like mugs. I like coffee mugs. I mean, that's like really small in comparison, but I mean, the thing is, it's like, do I really need 40 mugs? No, but you just like I'm also, them. I give tithes, I donate and you know, it's like, you got to find a balance because if you give everything away, what are you working for? What are you, you know? Yeah. But there are people that are called to give up their possessions and like, you know, join a convent or be missionaries. And that's, they're doing work for the Lord too. It's just, we all have our own calling and it's like, you don't have to give away all of your possessions to be a good believer. Yeah, It's everyone has their own call. And I think you just need to make sure you are giving back and you are helping people that need help. It's about your heart. If you have an unselfish heart and you want to help people and you do help people, That's what matters. The thing that gets people is when they do have millions of dollars and they don't do charity, they don't donate, they don't help people and they, they're stingy with it. That's the problem. It's not being a millionaire. doesn't make you bad. Those are like the corrupt people that we don't like. Yeah. But (laughs) being a millionaire doesn't make you bad. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of celebrities that have donated crap tons of money to Australia because of the fires. And it's like, just because they have nice homes, they're still giving back to good causes, you know? And yeah. Anyway, off it my just, soapbox, but that just me gets me, that just gets me it like make, so annoyed. It makes me mad that like people have such a negative connotation about money. Mm-hmm. Like the rich are evil and the rich are corrupt. And it's like, no, you just, think not that. all of them, not but we see them. the bad ones. There's on corrupt the people that are broke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like there's you corrupt doctors, met? corrupt lawyers, corrupt mechanics, yeah. corrupt homeless people in every walk of life, in every ethnicity, there's every gender, there's, there's good and bad. Yeah. And it's choices you make that make you those And we want to be the good. We do. So, um, so after writing this little affirmation down, um, like I'm trying to get some cash together to go pay my race car mm-hmm. get it since it, it got fixed it's almost ready for me to race finally mm-hmm. super excited come watch me race Canada speedway what's up and uh like after i put that the next day literally 
I got like a swarm of people like, hey, I need you to work on my car this week. Like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, and that's the thing that's relevant is that God's answer to your prayers might not look how you want it to look. Like you might be expecting a $1,000 check in the mail, but instead you're getting opportunities to make more money wherein you're still working. Yeah. It's I like still it's use not my always for good. It's not always finding an extra $100 bill in your jean pocket. Sometimes it's work. It's Yeah. But then sometimes you do get blessed with something that was just like crazy. But it's like sometimes I think we focus on more of what we don't have than what we do have. And if you think about all the things you do have, it changes your perspective and you realize how blessed you are. Yeah. I challenge everyone to do that. Just take stock of like not just financially, but in your life. Be thankful for people that you have in your life. Be thankful you're alive. I mean, in recent events of like the plane crash and, you know, Kobe and his daughter and yeah. a bunch of other people were killed. It's like every day is a gift. So if nothing else is going right, you can be thankful that you have another day. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm pretty excited about just being wealthy because I already know that we are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to be able to pay for, like, the next 20 people behind me, like, randomly. I really would because... like to be able to buy a house for someone. Yeah, me too. That's something that's been on my heart, too. Yeah. But at the same time, like, be able to tell people that, like you're here for a reason. You're not just you're not just a mindless like cog in the machine or mm-hmm. in the wheel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you are you are what's the word? Perfectly crafted. Like you mm-hmm. are supposed to be exactly where you are right mm-hmm. now. Amen to Even that. Even though that totally contradicts what I said earlier. It's like you're the reason why you know, you're in that spot right now. Like you're in a rut. Mm-hmm. Well, it's well your because time. we have free will. It's yeah, you know, it's true. But it's like because we it's are perfectly time. crafted, we have to still make choices. We don't just stay that way. Yeah, it's like it's your time to grow out of it spiritually, mm-hmm. and and being wealthy is not having not just having a ton of money either. It's like, are you healthy? Do you have good family relationship? Good connections relationship? in your yeah. life. It's not just that. Are you happy with your life? Are you doing what you like, what you Mm -hmm. love? You know, like, do you wake up excited for every day or just like, oh, it's another day I have to get through? Yeah. And if you are struggling financially, emotionally, whatever, like, feel free to reach out to us. And we can, I think, say tough love things, but there's no condemnation. It's we want everyone to live their best life and to be prosperous. And so sometimes we can be a little harsh, I think, but if you were, if you want to reach out to us, like we're not going to make you feel bad. We're not going to make you feel guilty. We just want to love you and support you Yeah. and do what we can or connect you with people who know more than us who can help you with whatever you're dealing with. I mean, I'll say a big touchy subject for people is money. But there's a reason for that, and it's because we've been conditioned that way mm-hmm. by society. We were never taught about money in And school. so the thing is, is that it can be touchy, but it's like if you just 
get past that awkwardness, it will change your life. If you take a class, if you go see a financial advisor, I mean, money is a tool that you'll need to get through life. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just the gist of it is like, I can help a lot more people with a million dollars than I can living paycheck to paycheck with no extra money. Yep. And I can help myself more. I can help our family more. You can actually do what you want so to do. So it's like... You don't have to just live miserably. Yeah. Uh-oh. Did you not like that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I did that. I guess not. Um, but yeah, it's like, so we're not saying anything to, to hurt people. We want to help and we want everyone... To be their best versions of themselves. But the first thing you got to do is get that negative connotation about money out of your head. Because mm-hmm. it's not. And speak positively. Yeah. You Like Mary said, a lot of stuff, you can just Google affirmations, money affirmations, things like that. They and have it on spot. Oh, he totally farted. That's probably why. Moggy. He's Tommy's hoarding. Oh, it's so bad. He's. <laughs> it is so bad. He's a bad farter. Moggy. Anyway, ending ending on a humorous note after a like serious subject, but yeah. honestly, message us on the cars cooking and other crap. Um, we have an Instagram and a Facebook, and I don't know what our email is. I think our Instagram is cars cooking crap. Our email is cars cooking crap at yahoo.com. Cars cooking crap at yahoo.com. So <sighs> no matter what. Even if you're not struggling, you just want to message us for whatever reason, like, we're always open to talking. Ask us questions. Yeah. We Anything. love you guys. Yep. And thank you for our, what was it? Patrons? 19, no, our, our, our 19, listeners? our, hold on, oh, our sorry. 19 monthly listeners that actually listen to us. Thank you. Shout out. We need to make a name for our listeners. Like, you know how people do that? Yeah. Like, uh. The glass case of emotion with Ryan Blaney, the mm-hmm. NASCAR driver. They're called glass holes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we'll think of something. Yeah, we'll make something. All right, guys. We all have a wonderful day, week, month, year, life. And sending Why? you good vibes and namaste. Yeah. <laughs> also, on another thing to add, um, if you want to support our podcast you can go on anchor.fm cars cooking and other crap um there's like a little support link if you want to give us a dollar or fifty dollars or whatever you feel like giving whatever god puts in your heart that's what they always say at offering and you're like okay (laughs) or if you want to be on our podcast if you want to be a guest message us we love to have guests we're planning some pretty soon so we'll surprise y'all with those and yeah, I think that's all. I think that's it. All right, you want to say our sign yeah. out? We're going to head out like a baby. Don't be a jerk. And be good. Okay, bye. Bye. Is that what we say now? Be good? Haley has to type in the password. The... <laughs> oh, wow. An hour 45. Oh, wow. It will hit the close. No, yeah, up there. Then hit it. Hit it again. Click on the space. No, no, not that. Just the gray space around it. See, yeah, click that.